Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm going to come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create the success that you truly deserve. Welcome to episode 158 of the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. And if you are a new listener, then welcome. And if you are a returning listener, then welcome back. And as always, if you are a network marketer, online business coach, new or old to your profession, and you are still building your business through the means of Facebook and Instagram, and you are still not leveraging and harnessing the power and potential that LinkedIn can have on your business impact and bank account, then head over to my website, www.scotterron.net, where you can fill out a form to schedule a free 15-minute discovery call with me where I can learn more about you, your business, what you're struggling with, and how we could potentially work together. So I'm super excited about today's episode, and I get more excited when my passion being LinkedIn actually leads me to connecting with someone on LinkedIn, and then we find out that we both have podcasts, and then we come on each other's podcasts, and it's just one of those synergistic things that you know, is always meant to happen. You guys have heard me talk about this before, and you've probably heard it from other people, but nothing happens by accident. Everything happens on and for a purpose. And my guest today is the co-founder of Level 5 Mentoring, which works with high achievers and people really looking to do big things. But more importantly, he's also the host of the podcast Future of Fitness, which uh, I was a guest on. But what I love about what this amazing human being is doing is he's, he's truly living his best life. And he's going to share a little bit of about his uh, nomadic background and how he, him and his wife have been bouncing around the, the beautiful country that we live in in the United States, but how that's kind of fueled his passion and purpose behind what he brings not only to his coaching, but to his incredible podcast. So with that being said, Eric Malzone, welcome to today's podcast. Scott, thank you so much, man. Great intro. And, and so many of the things that you're, you're saying during that intro, I was just nodding my head in agreement about, um, you know, that the power of serendipity and how, you know, us finding each other on LinkedIn and, and seeing so many common interests and, uh, man, you're my people. I'm, I'm super excited to be here and I'm, I'm really looking forward to offering as much value as I can in, in this conversation. So thanks for having me. Me too, brother, and, and, the, and the feeling is mutual. So, so let's, let's do a deep dive. Before we go into the, the level five mentoring and, and the podcast, uh, tell us a little bit about Eric and, and his background. Obviously, we all have a journey. So what, what was your journey that lit this entrepreneurial bug to obviously stepping into what you're doing now? Yeah. So I'll, you know, stories, stories can go long or they can go short and they always are different every time I tell them. But in a, in a synopsis, I, I'm a Northern California kid. Um, I was born and raised in the Silicon Valley before it was all of that. In fact, I was just visiting there and whew, man, it's changed over the last 40 years. Um, 
athlete most of my life. I played water polo and swam. Uh, those were my sports, very California things to do. And those, uh, those put me all the way through college and even into club teams uh, after school. And when I started my actual business life career was after college and I got into, that was a guy that was in uh, 1999, 2000. So for those who remember, it was the, the dot-com bust. Uh, everything blew up. Jobs weren't hard to find or were hard to find at that time. So I got into the first one I could get, which was a sales job. And uh, I turned out to be okay at it. You know, for about 10 years, I did various forms of sales and marketing from uh, recruitment to radio advertisement, to real estate finance, to legal publishing, you named it. And I, I excelled in every job I had uh, managing sales teams uh, nationally as well. And uh, it was good, but I started to see fast forward of, of what, my life would look like if I stayed on that path. And I didn't like it. You know, uh, I just didn't like attending these, you know, national sale conferences every quarter and, you know, dealing with the drama of a corporate um, setting and all those things. And people who have been in that are, are not in the head like, yeah, I get it. And so when in 2008, I got a text message from an old uh, friend and college teammate, and it was, it was a very simple message said, Hey, do you want to open a gym? And I remember this distinctly, Scott, because I, uh, I was about to go. I was living in San Francisco, and I was about to go to happy hour on a Friday, and I got the message. And uh, it took me one beer to reply and say yes. And this was back when it was like T9, so it was like, you know, 777-444. That's how you texted. And uh, I told him yes, and his name was Traver Bohm. His name is Traver Bohm. And fast forward six months later, uh, I had all my earthly belongings in the back of my car and in the trailer and I'm driving from San Francisco down to Santa Barbara, which was a town I had never been in, nor that I know anybody. And, uh, I was opening a gym and that was CrossFit Pacific coast. And in 2009, 2008 timeframe, um, a couple of things were happening. Uh, most notably the, uh, the economic crisis that we dealt with at that time and CrossFit wasn't really known yet. So it was a lot of people thought we were crazy. Uh, and maybe we were, but we start with a little 800 square foot spot um, right in the funk zone of Santa Barbara, California. And slowly but surely, you know, uh, there was no digital marketing. There was no social media back then. Uh, we started out knocking on doors, telling people who we were, what we did. And over a span of nine years, uh, built that thing from 800 square feet to 5,000 square feet from um, zero members to over 250 and had a solid, uh, you know, half a million dollar business writing on, you know, 25 to 30% profit margins and now taking equity partnerships in, uh, in different gyms in the area as well. So it was, things were going good. And, uh, you know, there's a lot that goes into that period of eight to nine years about growing that business and, and the struggles and things like that. But really what happened was in 2016, which launched me on my current path is my wife and I just had a, um, for all intents and purposes, a, a pretty bad year. Um, we were pregnant and then we lost it late. Um, that was shortly followed by the death of her father quickly at age 61. He died of a heart attack. Um, then I lost uh, a dear friend of mine who passed away at the age of, you know, 38. Uh, and then to end the year, um, our dog passed away. So it was just, it was, it was one of those things where things stacked up. And, and the reason I tell us isn't because I, I'm not looking for sympathy, but it's just, I think everybody has moments in their lives where, um, 
you know, I call it that thing, you know, that, that thing that happens that changes you. And if you don't know what that thing is yet in your life, whether it's, you know, a, a car accident or a loss of a loved one or something like that, it's going to happen and it changes you. And at that point, um, going into the beginning of 20, 2017, my chemistry had changed. What I wanted, what I had succeeded in getting was no longer what I wanted. And it really shifted my mindset from someday, you know, when my wife and I always said, well, someday we'll go live in a mountain town, you know, someday we'll go visit these areas, you know, someday we'll get this cool adventure van that we've always talked about and things changed from someday to, well, let's do it now. And when I came home, uh, I believe it was February of 2017. I told my wife, I'm like, you know, when I want to sell the gym, she was shocked. Um, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think it's ready. You know, I, I want to go live in that mountain town. And she, <laughs> she, she's like, I remember she's like, do not mess with me. If you are serious, then, you know, tell me you're serious. I'm like, I'm deadly serious. So I started the process of, of finding buyers and going through that and selling a small business isn't necessarily easy, especially a gym. And there's a lot like selling a house. There, there's always something that comes up within the, the selling period. And sure enough, it did. But long story short, we sold it. Um, sold the other stakes in other gyms and we hit the road and we've, um, you know, been traveling, uh, and living and working in, in many different areas, um, all over, uh, Western North America, really from Oregon to Washington, to Vancouver Island, to the Gulf Islands, to, um, chunks of British Columbia to a lot. And right now we're in Whitefish, Montana for our third winter ski season. And, you know, we, we tend to live life um, in a way of, well, who knows if tomorrow's guaranteed. So if we want to do the things we want to do, let's do them now. And also keeping one eye on the future. And as far as a, a, from a, a business standpoint, um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I sold the gym, to be quite honest. I started working on digital marketing solutions for gym owners, soon realized that, hey, that's a highly competitive market. Um, I also really don't enjoy doing it. And I tried a couple other things and, you know, some success, some failure. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs do, we look for problems, right? We're looking for problems to solve. But the one thing that I started and, and have not stopped is, is podcasting. And I started my future fitness podcast, uh, I think shortly thereafter is December of 2017. Um, I've done about 160 something episodes, including yours, Scott, uh, 170 now actually. And I also had another one for a while called the fitness blitz radio, which was my, um, my networking, um, podcast and we can talk about how I use that to, to build my network. And I did about 370 episodes there. So within a span of two years, I've recorded almost 600 episodes, um, all within the fitness, health and wellness industry and, and subsequently increased my network dramatically. And I uh, have started to really put a name for myself out there. And, um, from a business standpoint, uh, I started mentoring a lot of people on the side, um, currently met, and then I met my, uh, current business partner and mentor, Ken and about a year ago on my travels. We just happened to be in the same place and he invited me to his mountain home, uh, out in British Columbia. And, uh, we drank some bourbon. Uh, we got to know each other. We kind of talked about what it means to be a coach and a mentor and, and made sure that our values aligned. And that's where level five mentors came from. And, and the point of what we do when we coach people and we run workshops and we do all the things that we do is that most entrepreneurs um, are solely focused on the money, which is important. It's not unimportant, right? It really is. Uh, it's a big part of what we do, but we really thought about, well, boil it down to what, what is it that entrepreneurs want? right? Well, they want to make a change. Obviously they want to make impact, but they want freedom. So we isolated that down. We're like, well, what, what freedoms are we really talking about? Well, number one, you have to have your freedom of health, 
if you're not healthy, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I recently lost my father about 30 days ago. And I can tell you, uh, the last six to nine months of his life, he was unhealthy and he was not thrilled with every day waking up. It was a challenge and it wasn't all the money that he accumulated, all the friendships, all that stuff, all took second seat when your health isn't, isn't there. So we talk about the freedom of health. We talk about the freedom of time, you know, the freedom of money. Uh, that's hugely important. Uh, the freedom of relationships and the freedom of purpose. So essentially you do what you want, when you want with whoever you want. And that's, that's what we help people achieve is getting to that level of freedom within entrepreneurship. And, uh, yeah, so that's, man, that's my story. Uh, I hope I didn't go too long, but that's, that's what I've been up to. No, that was amazing. And, and there's, there's so many things that we can talk just from that. And I relate to so much of your story in so many ways, obviously coming from a health and wellness background, owning mm. gyms and being a trainer and, and all of the, the ups and downs of that. But, you know, going through some, some trials and tribulations in your life, the, the ups and downs that, that can happen and, and growing through it as you have done. And the one thing that I always really still focus on is, you know, my health and wellness is my, my everything. You know, my fiance and I, we, we really focus on taking care of ourselves, you know, working out every single day, uh, having a very healthy nutritional plan in place, you know, healthy vitamins, focusing on our, our immune system, getting sleep, getting massages, doing meditation. And a lot of people, they don't understand, you know, you can have all the money in the world, you can do everything you want, but if you're not healthy, you're not going to enjoy life the same way. You're not going to be able to do all of those things. And, you know, my father, even though we've been through our fair share of ups and downs, you know, to this day at 67 and a half, he is still competing in world bench press contests and he has records in, in two different categories and he's been you know, he's going to the Czech Republic, he's been to Japan, he's been to Panama. And I look at him still as motivation because age is only a number. So yes. before we go through a bunch of other stuff, there's a lot of people that listen to this that say, I don't know if you can agree with this, but for me, it's, it's easier now than ever, in my opinion, and you can give me your opinion on this, it's easier now than ever to be healthy with the amount of free resources that are out there, with the amount of gyms that are out there, with actually how a lot of food companies are producing healthier versions of, of things that once were. There's a lot more whole grain. There's a lot of gluten-free. There's a lot of dairy-free and allergen-free. With everything that is available to us resource-wise, why do you feel it's still hard for people to really take control of their health? <sighs> Man, that's a staffed question. I agree. I, I think ultimately, and I was just talking this, uh, talking to my business partner, Ken, about this, is that um, I think life, honestly, is just too easy. Scott, I, it's, uh, I know it sounds crazy, but you think about like, I mean, at least here in North America, right? Um, when was the last time we had a war in our homeland, right? When was the last time we had famine? When was the last time we had anything that truly challenged us um, outside of, you know, uh, some social media post that somebody, you know, ticked us off? And I think it is way easier. Um, I think it's become 
too convenient and people lean on those conveniences and then they, they lose the fundamental things. Like just what if everyone learned how to cook? Right. I mean, that's, that would be tremendous. People want to need to, they wouldn't need processed food, right? They wouldn't need, that's like the fundamentals. And I can't, I can't tell you why I have a, I have a colleague here in the fitness and the health industry. His name is Max Shank. He's a very, he's done very well for himself as a writer and doing online programs and as a trainer. And he has this very simple analogy. It's like, well, most people in the fitness industry pretend to things, make things more complicated than they have to be. So he looks at it this way. There's, th- there's a couple of different levels. Number one, are you healthy as a plant? Right? So do you get enough water and some sunshine every day? Most of the Americans cannot say that, that they do. That's the fundamental. Number two is, are you healthy as a dog? Are you getting enough water, sunshine, and you going out for a walk, right? Number four is healthy as a monkey. Are you getting water, sunshine, play, swinging from some things? And that's saying he keeps going and going and going. But I don't have a good answer to why people are unhealthy right now. Uh, I think it's just the things are too easy or, you know, maybe I'm looking at it from my own unique standpoint is that maybe some people are working too much, right? Um, Maybe they have two jobs and they don't have time to cook. I, I think it's different. And I think we have to look at that, that question contextually with each different case. But overall, I just think things are too easy. And it's too simple to grab something off a shelf that's wrapped in plastic. You know, um, It's too easy to stop by um, McDonald's. Um, it's too easy to, to you know, go for the, the simple way of, of you know, sitting down and doing Netflix versus actually going outside and having to do some work and chop some wood. Right. It's just convenience is, is almost killing us. I can completely agree. But in addition to that, as in life, just like our health, uh, it's, it's about choice. And I think you're either going to choose to be healthy or you're going to choose to be unhealthy. And, And listen, I am, I am, I consider myself a very, diligent and healthy person but i love my red wine i Mm -hmm. love my ice cream i love hamburgers and i eat those things i do not hold myself back from enjoying those things but moderate and this goes back to my 18 years of personal training and 65,000 hours of spending time with people i preached living in moderation Moderation is everything. If, if you're not abusing certain things, and the way that I broke it down was like this. If you are eating five times a day, seven days a week, that's 35 meals. Of those 35 meals, if 10% of them are cheat meals, quote unquote. So three to four of those are off the reservation type meals. You're going out, you're having this, you're having that. You really think if you're having four unhealthy meals out of 35, you're really going to not look and feel good. 31 healthy. And, and that's the thing. It's when the needle sways in the direction of more unhealthy than healthy, because your body, no matter what people say, your body needs some cheat meals. You can't eat super clean all the time because your body needs sometimes some excess fat or higher levels of sodium or extra calories. So your body actually needs that, 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 those types of things. But again, when the needle is swayed in that one direction where you're having too many unhealthy and not enough healthy, that's when things start to take that turn. Now, my other point is this. 
the older you get, the more diligent you have to be about your health. Yes. You can do, you can, you can Google any health hack you want. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't hack everything in life. As you get older, your metabolism is going to slow down. You have to protect your body. You have to protect your joints and you do have to be more mindful. So you do have to take all of those things into consideration. I remember as a kid, and I'm sure you, you do too, it, it was no thing to go to the local pizzeria and get two pieces of Sicilian and a <laughs> side of mozzarella cheese fries with ranch dressing on the side, eat the entire thing and nothing happens because right. our metabolisms are different when we're 15 It was, it was amazing. Old. It was so amazing. It was amazing. And I remember <laughs> I had fast food all the time. Like I used to go to Wendy's and McDonald's and Burger King as a kid because you're, I mean, I don't, I'm not preaching for you to take your kids and do that if you're listening to this, but I'm just saying times have changed. Things are different now, but we can come back to that. But my biggest thing is this, all the things that you shared with obviously losing a, a child and losing your father and your father-in-law and a close friend all within the last 10 to 12 years. What have those lessons taught you about life that you have now brought into your mentoring and your podcast and your coaching with those that you work with? I've been reflecting on that, that particular point quite a bit, Scott, especially over the last uh, two weeks. And, and, you know, like it's funny, I was having a conversation with my sister yesterday and um, we both found that, in recent weeks since the father, our father's passed, that we simply have less F's to give about things that aren't important. And I think that's the the biggest thing that as years, as I put more days on this planet is that I only concern myself with things that matter because, Hey, I'm just as good as anybody else staying busy. If I want to stay busy, I'll stay busy. But does it really mean anything to me? You know, who are the conversations I'm having? Am I, you know, am I pleasing people because of some existential reason I can't put my finger on or is it serving me? You know, it, it's, I think ultimately as you realize over time and uh, Joe Rogan, who's one of my favorite podcasts like of all time, and I'm sure many, you know, millions of people share that, that thing, but he talks about it in very simple ways. Like, you know, you look at it, you only have a hundred of units of energy to give every day. So who are you going to give that hundred those units to? You know, is it going to be things that are serving you or is it going to be things that are growing, that are nurture you, that um, are really making a difference? And that's, that's where I focus now. Like I, I don't work more than 30 hours a week because I know that if I put a hard stop on myself at 2 p.m. every day, I'm going to do only the most important things and everything else self-selects itself out right? Either it's not urgent enough or it just simply wasn't important enough to me. And just by doing those simple things and really respecting the amount of time that I have every day, um, that's the, the biggest thing is, is you only have so much time. I don't want, like people, if you don't reflect on your immortality uh, on a daily basis, then you're missing out because that's what makes you realize you only have so much time. And each minute of the day, if you're wasting it, you're not going to get it back. And we're so worried about money and belongings and all these things. And at the end of the day, when my father passed, the house he had, the money he had, the make bank account, it didn't mean shit. Sorry for swearing. But it didn't mean anything. And that's what people need to understand. The biggest commodity we have is our time. 
And when we, that's one of the reasons we have level five mentors is we don't want people wasting their time because I've seen a lot of people who make a lot of money, Scott, I'm sure you have too, but they're miserable. They have no time in the day. They're trading all of that for, you know, taking out of their, their bank of health, right. Or taking away from their family time, taking away from all the things that they truly value. So I think to answer your question is I truly am, am striving to understand my values and then I'm putting my time as the most precious thing possible. And, and those are the things that I find have really led me to a higher quality of life as well. It's interesting. I remember watching a video by Sadhguru, and I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him. He's an okay. Indian yogi, and you okay. should absolutely look him up. Okay. And he actually speaks on exactly what you talked about, which is mortality versus immortality. And he said, it's foolish for people to think that they're mortal. You know, no one, no one is free from death. You know, right. you know, our own mortality is, is important to not think about, but to say that you're immortal, you're never going to die. You're going to live a thousand years. I'm sorry. It's just not realistic. This isn't a movie. Right. And he said, but he goes between you and me to think that you're immortal. He goes, people will get sick of you. He goes, and, and he goes, here's the, 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 the absolute truth. He said, when you, when you understand that we are all mortal, and when he said, when you can also understand that there are a million people every single day around the world that do not open their eyes, you will have a new self-reflection of life. Yes. And when you wake up, and you can see the ceiling above you, you've already won the day. Yes. And most people, most people, Eric, don't even conceptually see waking up as a victory. And yeah. it is. And we, and, and, and Sadhguru went on to say that we take too much advantage of the days that we're given. And then when something happens, whether it's a, an illness or a, a death, then all of a sudden we're turning the mirror around and then we have to have that reality and that, that gut check. But why wait for something bad to happen to realize the most important time we have is right now? And this is something that I also learned reading the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. So good. And he said that there's three types of people. There's people that live in fear. There's people that live in anxiety. And there's people that live in peace. And he said, the people that live in fear are the ones that are living for the future. They're always thinking ahead. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Hasn't happened yet, so you can't control it. And then those people that live in anxiety are the ones that are thinking about their past, which has already happened, which you can't change. But then you have that group of people that live in peace, which means they're living in the now. And if you're listening to this, the only time that you can absolutely control with 100% certainty is right now. So when you can focus on the now, you're living in peace each and every day. And it's so important. So with that being said, Eric, how, how important is it? And I completely agree with you. The, the greatest commodity that we all have is our time. What, what are we, 
what good is all this money that people are making if they're just miserable, right? What, what, what's the point of all that? If you end up having all that money in these accounts and you end up passing away, well, you haven't lived. So yeah. how important is it, Eric, for people to wake up no matter how young or how old they are to start living right now? It's everything, Scott. It, it really is. And, um, you know, I still have to, I strive to live like that, to make sure that every day is, is important to me and that I touch on the things that I value on a daily basis. And that, you know, I have my morning, morning routine just like you do. And they help me reflect on that. And I still, I don't get there every day. You know, everybody it's, it's a process. And that power of now book is, is should be fundamental reading for, for human beings all over the planet because it could change humanity. And, uh, I, I just, I strive for it and I'm not, I don't always get there. I still get caught up in anxiety about the future and, and what that holds. And, and sometimes I let the, the past bring me down or bring me up and it's a struggle every day. We're not, we're not wired that way. We, we have to practice it. And, you know, whether it being you just set an alarm every day to, to simply take five deep breaths and, and look around and, and notice the miracles that surround you because everything's a miracle. The fact that the universe just functions the way it does and the sun does come up every day and, you know, we can actually breathe and the amazing thing that our human body is and the anatomy within it and how, you know, resilient it is. Like these are all miracles, right? And I don't know what your people's religions, you know, religious stake is, but there's something out there. There's a power bigger than us that's making all this go around. And if you can't just take a minute every day and reflect on, on all of that, that every day, oh, I woke up again. And I can tell you, I was so close to my father's passing, Scott. I was there. Um, I was a person who found him. Um, I tried to do, uh, you know, CPR to get him back. Um, you know, I was there. And all, I, at, at all that thing that happened, all I wanted was, geez, I wish I, I had just gotten to have coffee with him that morning. That's all I wanted. I just wanted that moment, right? And how important that one moment, I would trade all the money in my bank account right now for that one moment. And it takes stuff like that, unfortunately, as a human being and just the way we're wired to shake us out of it, right? To realize that, and it's sad. It's sad that it takes a traumatic moment or some kind of loss or some kind of earth rattling event right? To, to get us to realize how, how important our life is. And if there's one thing, I mean, I hope if there's one thing that people are listening to this podcast, if they could just be like, Oof, yeah, they're right. You know, I need to take a, a whole nother look at how I'm living my life. Then I think, you know, we, we've done, we've done a really good service to people today. So it's, it's a complicated thing, man. These, these are really complicated issues and it's something that people need to take and just sit on and think about and, and, meditate on on a daily if not hourly basis because if you don't think about your mortality every day um i used to joke at the end of classes at my gym i would tell people okay go on a cool down walk and uh, you know contemplate your own mortality but i wasn't kidding like really think about it right because uh maybe you'll start to think of we have to walk that line of like well i'm planning for the future but i also need to live right now and that's i think that's the the struggle that most people should be, if you're, if that's your struggle is how do I balance living for today and also planning for the future, then you're asking yourself the right questions. I and that's, yeah, that's I, where people should be at. I totally agree. And it's also one of those things where it, it's not about thinking about our own deaths, but it's, it's really knowing that we're not going to be here forever, which causes us to, to really sit within each day and, and really 
And I talk about this all the time on social media and even in podcasts that there, there's victories every single day that you're having. You're just not paying attention to them. The, the littlest yeah. things. And just like you said, you know, no matter, you know, my, I'm, I'm grateful that I, I still have, you know, two grandparents and, you know, I, I make it a point to, to spend as much time as I can with them, you know, being, uh, you know, 41 now and still having two grandparents. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing to me. So, and again, you don't know how many of those moments you're going to get. So you, you make the best of all of them and, and don't leave any stone unturned. And all these life principles that we've been talking about, Eric, you, you can also apply to business. And there's so many network marketers mm -hmm. and online coaches that listen to this, that, you know, they, it's not that they're taking their life and their businesses for granted, but you have to go all in. I think there's yes. a lot of people that are just, they're playing too small and they're thinking, oh, you know, if you really want something, you're going to go for it. So before we start to wind down, talk a little bit about the, the coaching program, the, the level five mentoring and the types of clients that you help and where that client is prior to working with you guys and where they are exiting, learning exactly the, the principles and the methodologies that you guys teach. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for asking that. And it's, it's an ever, it's an ever evolving thing. You know, um, Ken and I started with working with people one-on-one. -on -one, um, and it's actually happened quite organically as, you know, I would get referred to somebody and I start coaching them and I'm like, Oh, you know, maybe I should charge for this. That's how it all started. And, uh, you know, I've been actually coaching and mentoring people for quite some time, you know, either in the realm of fitness or entrepreneurship. And, um, now, you know, in 2020, as we're, uh, we migrate to a, a workshop model where we do quarterly workshops, the whole goal is, you know, we want to find our goal is to impact people who impact other people so we can magnify our impact on, on the world. Right. I know that sounds kind of ethereal, but that's really the goal. Um, and the people we like to work with, the people who have established businesses, but maybe are feeling, you know, like, did I just buy myself a job? Right. By starting this, this whole entrepreneurship, am I able to scale my business? Am I, am I talking, am I looking at my business in those five freedoms, you know, of health, um, money, time, relationships, and purpose. And then if I feel like I'm missing out on one of them, we want to help you build the business that truly suits your values and your lifestyle. Uh, and that's, that's what we strive to go. And people just get stuck and you need help. You need, you need perceptive, you know, perception, right? You need someone who can, or perspective, sorry. Someone who can come and look at things from, cause we get stuck in the weeds as entrepreneurs really quickly. And they have someone who can help you see what's going on, see the blind spots, see the things that you can't see and then help you build a plan to get to the next level of where you want to be. And a lot of people go are starting going, are going through the motions of a day-to-day -day basis with no clarity of actually what they want out of life. And the beauty about entrepreneurship is that we're creating these things. We're solving these problems to help people and, and build this lifestyle that we want, but we're oftentimes very unclear on what it is that we actually want. So that's phase one is like, well, what really is your vision? And it's not, you know, people talk about vision and all that, but no, what is it really detailed? I, I have every morning I listen to a three and a half minute recording of myself talking to myself about exactly what, what my life's going to be like in one year, one to five years. Right. I am so clear on from the type of home that, that we have, the view that I have when I'm working every day, uh, the car that I drive, um, how many hours I'm working, how many weeks a month we're, we're traveling all of these. I'm so clear on that, that if everything seems easier because I know exactly the direction I'm going, I know what to say yes to and what to say no to. So 
we want to help entrepreneurs who just feel stuck, um, maybe feel that, you know, they, they know they want to be an entrepreneur and they don't know why, and they don't know where they're suffering um, or where they're, they're lacking in their, their business. And that's, that's the goal. Uh, we have a whole different set of metrics than most people go by, and we feel that they're the most important ones. Amazing. So before we get to my final question, how can people find out more about you on social media and mm -hmm. how they can connect with Level 5 Mentoring and, and how people can, you know, obviously learn more about how they can work with you and, and take themselves and their businesses to the next level? Yeah, man. Thank you for asking. So if you just go to level five mentors, L E V E L the number five mentors.com. Um, that's the number one place. I also like you, Scott, I'm very active on LinkedIn. That's my preferred social media. Um, but you can also find me at, on Facebook and Instagram and it's just Eric Malzone, um, M A L Z O N E. And, uh, also the future of fitness podcast. So, um, there's not many Eric Malzones out there. I think there's one in the States and there's one in Brazil. So I'm the one in the States. Awesome. So pretty easy to find. Yeah. Well, I, I first wanted to to just thank you for your openness and your transparency and, and your vulnerability. That's something that I'm big on. And those are some superpowers that we all possess, but some people just are fearful of letting them out. So I'm just grateful for you and, you know, for you sharing your story. And final question before we, we head off into the sunset is what does success <laughs> truly mean to you? Yeah. Oh man. I've, I put a lot of thought into that as you probably can imagine. But for me, success is living a life that doesn't necessitate vacation. Wow. Well, that's, there's really not much more you can say over top of that because again, with clarity comes so many different things. And like you, myself and my fiance have such clarity on what we want to achieve. And obviously we've, you know, recently purchased our dream home and and all of those things, and, and as long as you can get clarity and you can focus on them, they can absolutely become your reality. So Eric, thank you again so much for spending some time with myself and my audience and all of the contact info that you mentioned will be in the show notes so people can reach out to you. And I highly encourage you guys listening to this, you know, please take a screenshot of this. Obviously you can post this on Instagram and you guys know my handle at Scott Aaron LinkedIn, but you can also mention this on LinkedIn and we would love to hear what your takeaways were and are. And Eric, thank you so much again for being here today. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I really appreciate it, man. It means a lot. Absolutely. So guys, I hope you found this episode helpful. Please enjoy the rest of your days, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review. I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more, how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net. Fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.